God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. We are also good. Good. Awesome. Good morning. My name is Chan. I'm serving Urban Village Church South Loop. And welcome all of you in the name of Jesus Christ. And especially today we have a Korean and guest here, so I can speak Korean. 환영합니다. 주님의 이름으로. Yes, finally I can, I can speak Korean. <laughs> in the first class of the seminary in Korea, we were asked to find an ideal church we dream of in the Bible. One of my classmates chose a story of the Samaritan woman at the well in John chapter 4. Do you know the story of that, the woman? In this story, Jesus dismantled the words that block her coming to the life. And he invited her to drink the living water. My colleague shared her dream to build a community of faith where there is no boundary and no words. So that everyone can come and drink the living water for the life. As she prayed and dreamed of, she is now serving a ministry for alienated foreign workers in the society in Korea. At that time, I chose the story of the community of believers in Acts chapter 2, verses 37 through 47, which is today's passage, where it is filled with joy of worship, gratitude of sharing, and love of serving. That was my ideal church. And then I was asked what I need for building this ideal church. Remember, it was my first class at the seminary. I majored the business administration, so I could list up every factor that boosted up this ministry in the perspective. In my perspective, adding 3,000 person in a day, which is a successful business. Right? True, Jim? Among the mixtures of all the key success factors, I thought the good preaching skill and leadership of Peter would be a key for this successful ministry. It's been 11 years, 11 years from the first class of the seminary. And the community of believers in Acts chapter 2 is still my ideal church that I'm dreaming of. However, now I can see many different things from this story. I can see the people who are facing a huge transition in their relationship with God who ask this question desperately, who, what should we do? Rather than the numbers of people who are at it. And now I can see Peter, Peter's encouragement of change one's heart and lives as the most important factor of this successful ministry rather than his preaching skill and leadership skill. And I can see how the Holy Spirit led this community of believers in hope through this big transition. We all know that we are moving toward a big transition as a church at UBC. So we can benefit from this story how the only community of believers step up to the call in the midst of transition to continue this journey together in hope. Amen? As I said above, the people who asked the question of what should we do were facing a big transition. 
To get an idea what this transition was, we need to check the methods of Peter that made people being deeply troubled. Peter begins his speech with this phrase, man of Judea and all people in Jerusalem. Then he testified who Jesus is, whom they crucified. He intentionally chose the prophecy of Joel and the song of David. They are familiar for the Jews to proclaim that God has made Jesus both Lord and Messiah, who they've been waiting for. By the death and resurrection of Jesus and the coming of the Holy Spirit, their relationship with God has been changed and their traditional faith has changed. Next slide. So have you seen this screen while you are using any kind of web service or app? Please raise your hand. All right. And it forces you to agree before you can move to the next step for the extra service and benefit. And then how many of you read through the, the entire terms and conditions? Please raise your hand. <laughs> Gary? Okay. Sometime. I know some of you might have something to say about this, your experience. In general, I just skim it through, right? Just scroll down to the end of it. Unless it's about my legal uh, status, my legal immigration status or finance service. Then I need to read through it word by word. So let's think about it. What if there is a terms and conditions for your salvation? Not for somebody else. Your own salvation. Are you going to skim through or read it word by word? You're going to read word by word because it's up to your salvation, right? You know what? The Jews, the Jews were the people who read these terms and conditions of faith word by word every day. And obeyed and followed this strictly from generation to generation. But now these terms and conditions have been changed by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is the reason why they were deeply troubled and asked this question, what should we do? It would be great if they just needed to push that button, agree. But it wasn't that simple. They couldn't be the passive recipients of the benefits of these new terms and conditions of faith. They needed to accept and strive for the radical change of their heart and lives in this transition. Here is an advice and guidance from the expert of these new terms and conditions of faith. Next slide. Let's read together. One, two, three. In Common English Bible, the word of repent translated into change your heart and lives. It is more than pushing the agree button on the screen for the new terms and conditions. It is a spiritual reformation that is only possible by changing our heart and changing our view and changing our angle of vision toward the real world. 
They had already heard this message of repent and be baptized from John the Baptist. Right? But their heart and lives were not changed because they couldn't be far away from their traditional faith. There was continued generation to generation. So it was a last call for them to turn away from their old life and self and to live the new life as a new self and being. This is very last call for them. It sounds the same offer from the John the Baptist, but there was one important promise was added. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will be your teacher to learn the will of God that is fulfilled through Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will be their shield when their hearts are tempted to go back to their old life. More importantly, the Holy Spirit allowed them to hope for what is possible in this new life. So, we can name this transition as the death of their old life and the birth of the new life of hope. Once they agreed with the new terms and conditions of faith, there was not only a radical change of internal self, the new life as a believer, but there was also a new birth of the community of believers that is placed to practice this faithful living together and deepening their understanding of God's will and love. When they are facing a huge transition, this set of question and answer made this result possible. What should we do? Change your heart and lives. As you will see, as I said, now we are also facing a huge transition as a church. And most of you read and heard about this new step structure that was proposed in last May, uh, last March, and voted in last May. How many of you are familiar with this? Most of you, right? For your information, this new step structure's main purpose is to do church better, right? Do church better for serving our mission, creating Jesus-loving, inclusive communities that ignite the church. As we have grown up to the Merchiside Church with almost 20 paid staff and 400 to 600 worshipers a month at four different sites, there were some challenges. For example, pastoral transitions and leaves are hard as we are experiencing now. And as we have more sites, it wasn't easy to have organizational integrity. That was a challenge. So, in our new step structure, there will be four different pastoral positions. The pastor of emerging ministries, an executive pastor and teaching pastor, and two side pastors. The pastor of emerging ministry is responsible for fueling our growth through stewardship and fundraising and exploring new areas of ministry. And the executive pastor will supervise most of a step and lead lay leadership development and training. And teaching pastor will oversee teaching, theology, curriculum, and all the sermon series and discipleship. So especially, the executive pastor and teaching pastor will be present across all UBC sites throughout each month. So which is a good thing? 
So we can meet another UBC pastors every month. And and two side pastor will take responsibility for the pastoral care and preaching of two side each and will be present at each of these sites twice a month. If you want to talk more about this new step structure, feel free to let me know after today's worship. And I'm willing to have a conversation with you and we can have some feedback about that. This new step structure will help to encourage step and church connection beyond my church, my site. Also build a sustainable and long-term staffing model. In addition, the heart of who we are, our values and our commitments, our practice will remain the same. But, but some of you may still feel like the terms and conditions have changed. In this transition, we need to ask this question as the only believers ask, what should we do? Here is my response to this question. Change our heart and life. It would not be easy to change our culture and structure that we are accustomed for last nine years, right? But this change is necessary for us to reach out more people with the goodness and to follow God's call as a community of believers. Based on today's passage, I choose three elements that we need to change our angle of view and angle of vision for hope for the future. Three T's. Time, and talent, and treasure. One of my favorite phrases from today's passage is day by day. I love this phrase. And let me read verse 46 through 47, which is a summary of my ideal church. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home, just what they did last night at open table. Right? It was really awesome. So please mark your calendar for our next open table. And, <laughs> and ate their food with glad and generous heart and praising God and having the goodwill of all the people, what we are doing now. And day by day, Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Let me summarize it in one sentence. The church happened every single moment. The church happened every single moment. How do you use your tongue? How much do you spend your time for building up the relationship with God? How much time do you spend for our church mission? We need to think about this question not only on Sunday, but Monday through Saturday. So, change your heart and lives. While I was reading through this passage, I was able to draw this community of believers. There will be a group of people who are greeting people at the entrance of the temple. There will be another group of people who are preparing the food to share with a joyful heart. And apostles who prepared the message and teaching. It wasn't the community by one charismatic leader, Peter, but it, is, it was a community by the group of devoted and committed believers. So please do not hesitate to use and share your gifts and talents because this church needs you. 
to bear more fruit for our mission. So watch your gifts and talents. Let's think about it. How can we use that talents at the church? If you think you don't have any gifts or talents, change your heart and your lives. Remember, you are the most gifted and talented creatures of God. The most radical change that we can find from today's passage is about their sharing of possession. There was no specific origin needs for the community, but it was a volunteered giving by a divine want. As they gathered together, it will be clear that the poverty and hunger were the most significant chasm in that community. So it will be starting from a small portion of giving and sharing for the community. When they found how this small portion of possession and their giving, their treasure could change people's life, there will be no hesitance to share their possessions more and more until each person's need was met. So let us think about this question one more time. What should we do? We need to check our view toward our time, talents, and treasure. Then we can get an idea of how to change our heart and lives for our spiritual life and in this community of believers. In the opening, I shared the image of my ideal church. You know what? I'm serving my ideal church now. Next slide, please. Let's go back to July 1st, 2009. It was the very first day on the ground. It would have been a big transition for our two founding pastors, Christian and Trey. Do you think they imagined this picture 10 years ago? Their first question would have been the same as we have today. What should we do? What should we do? There were many occasions made them frustrating and disappointing. But they didn't give up and work harder for our mission to create Jesus-loving, inclusive communities that ignite the church. How are they able to continue this journey and break through this transition? I'm sure the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit showed them hope for the future. As we can see this picture, and as you are here today. At the time, 10 years ago, each one of you were the hope for them, the reason for their ministry. Now you are real. 10 years from today, to 2029, <laughs> this transition would be remembered as one of the toughest transition at UVC. But I'm sure we might also share how we are able to continue this journey together in hope. I'm sure we might also share how the Holy Spirit, 
helped us to step up to our call without ceasing. 2029, mark your calendar. You should be here. Maybe a different place, but you should be at UBC and you would be the witness for this hope and real. So hold on tight. This new, this new journey just, is just started. We're going to keep going, keep going, and keep moving, and moving toward this call and mission. But still, we need you. We need to ask that question, what should we do? And we should make the decision, I'm going to change my heart and lives for Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we are so thankful for giving us a chance to question what should we do in the midst of transition. We may be overwhelmed by the new terms and conditions that we need to accept and experience. However, we remember that the Holy Spirit is with us as your guidance, teacher, and helper. Through this transition, we want to change our heart and lives for your mission and call. For this new journey, give us courage to move forward without fear and hope to see the abundant fruit, what is promised in the future. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.